Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Hanukkah is just five nights away, beginning this Thursday night. It's early this year. Father, we just pray you continue to speak to us as you already, as you have been. I believe 137 hostages still in Gaza, 117 men, 20 women, 126 Israelis, 11 foreign nationals, uh, two children under the age of 18, 10 seniors over the age of 75. Uh, my favorite Hanukkah blessing is... Um, is this one, Baruch HaTad Onai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Baruch HaTad, join me if you know, Baruch HaTad Onai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, She'asa Nasim Lavoteinu, Bayamim Ha'ahem, Lazman Hazel. Okay, we'll be chanting these over our candles, everyone, and, uh, and starting Thursday night. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who performed miracles for our forefathers in those days at this time. God is a God of miracles. And so we will be remembering the band of Jewish people during the time of King Antiochus who decided not to give in to the enticing and later forced Hellenization of embracing the pagan culture around them and then later the prohibition of Jewish observances of the Greek Syrians and they became known as the Maccabees. And we lost our Maccabee here just a little while ago. But uh, thought to be an acronym for the battle, their battle cry, Micha Mocha Be'elim Adonai, Be'elim Adonai. Who is like you among the gods, Adonai? Who is like you among the gods? I love it. Who is like you among the gods, Adonai? From Exodus 15, 11. They chanted this as they carried the name of God on their shields into battle, Against the enemy, they stood up against the edicts, they fought back, and some died. And through God's help, they eventually won, just like Israel will win in this battle. And the few over the many, the weak over the strong, and the verse that we quote a lot of times in love, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, Zechariah 4, 6. Now, Yeshua showed his solidarity with his people during Hanukkah by being with them in Jerusalem. We know in John chapter 10, verses 22 and 23, he could have stayed in comfortable, cushy Galilee. Instead, he walked about 30 hours each way to be there. In five days, on the first night of Hanukkah, let's remember there will be public lighting ceremonies worldwide, all around the world. Uh, and if you're from another country, they'll be in many times, if there's Jewish communities there, they'll be in your country, as you know. And as Jews will do everywhere, if at all possible, place your Hanukkah, we don't have one today, but we'll have it next week here. Your Hanukkah, uh, place your Hanukkah in you know, your window. Why? Because our faith is not a private one, but a public one. Our faith is proclaimed, not ashamed, right? Proclaimed, not ashamed, 
We're not afraid of our faith. We're not afraid. Uh, Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the good news of the Messiah, for it's the power of God for salvation to what? To everyone who believes, right? To the Jew first and also to the Gentile. So it's a revealed faith. It's not a concealed faith. It's not for us, just us. But we share our faith. We proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light in 1 Peter 2.9. Micha mocha be'elim Adonai. Who is like you among the gods, Adonai? So we proclaim the Lord Yeshua, the true light of the world, the one who works miracles at this season and can in any season. <clears throat> we chant the Hanukkah blessings in 10 days. So let's practice them now real quick. The blessing over the candles. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam Asher kitshanu b'mitzvotav V'tzivanu lahadlik ner shel Hanukkah Okay, that's what we do is light the candles, just getting in practice, getting ready. And then the one we just did. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech ha'olam Sha'asa nasim lavoteinu bayamim ha'hem pasman hazel. Okay, praise the Lord. Very good. All right, so Hanukkah. We'll celebrate it next week and lots of, lots of exciting things happening. Jacob, in Genesis 32, had left Laban, Laban's house and the angels of God met him, it says. Verse 1 and 2 of Genesis 32. The angels of God met him, God once again giving him the assurance that he was with him. And then in verses 4 through 13, Jacob once again is back to his clever conniving, devising a way to work his way back into his brother's favor. He then learns that Esau, or Esav in Hebrew, Esav is, Esav is on his way to meet him with 400 men. And so he goes into panic mode. He's stressing out. And then a, he, a, he offers a prayer of great substance. Then once again, he reverts to his, he's praying to God, but then he reverts back to his natural, clever strategy, sending gifts in stages to his brother. So realize that Yaakov, Jacob, and that's his name, Zeber, he's, he's an enigma. He's still not really trusting God's hand to fight on his behalf. He's praying, but he's not really trusting that God's going to do it. So Jacob's a contradiction in himself of sorts. He lies and he deceives, he runs and he hides, yet he does seem to really love God. He knows well God's promises, enough to quote them if you read his prayer, in his prayer. He's quoting the scripture. Jacob is understandably extremely afraid the two brothers who have not seen each other in over 20 years, maybe much more than that, have left one another on terrible terms. Esau wants to kill his brother after being swindled out of their father's blessing. Well, will he do so now? Or has time healed the wound? Jacob doesn't know. So he sends the gifts in phases. And this is what's happening in the chapter. He also has an escape plan in the eventuality of war. Milchama. It's the Hebrew word for war, right? If needed. And so it says in verses 7 and 8, Jacob became extremely afraid and stressed. Yara, yara. He's afraid. He means constantly focused on something. 
and he's yatsar, he's compressed, stressed, really. It's, you're, you're squeezed. And now in verses 7 and 10 through 13, we see Esau's 400 men. Jacob's resource is no way, uh, in no way matches the military might of his brother whom he's wronged. And so he's in trouble. So he prays. And his prayer opens and closes with quotations of God's promises, which are threatened by Esau, expressing his gratitude over past favor and appealing to God's deliverance and mercy in the future. As one rabbi states, Jacob is quite adept at getting what he both wants and needs. He did this in obtaining the birthright. He did it in securing his father's blessing. He did it with his father-in-law, Laban, in marrying his daughters, and he did it when he amassed much wealth. But now he's in for the showdown of his life as he faces his closest rival, twin and foe, Esau. Rabbi Svi Nightingale, to quote. God will answer Jacob's prayer, and he will deliver him. But it will require an intense, strenuous, as Gary just shared with us, grappling match, wrestling match, really a grap and a grappling match, and a very painful outcome. So Jacob remained, it says, verse 25, love that verse, he remained, he stretched out all by himself, levado, let's say levado, levado, he's alone, he's by himself, and it says, and a man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. After crossing the river, Jacob is left alone, he's with an extraordinary man approaching him, and they spend the entire night in this grappling match. Who is the man? Well, here he's identified as Ish, a man. One of the four Hebrew words for man. But in Hosea 12, verses 4 and 5, he's identified as Elohim, Elohim, God. And also as Malach, an angel. Hosea 12 mentions, well, I'm not going to read it, but that's what it says. To quote Rabbi Sachs, who, again, Gary quoted earlier, Rabbi Jonathan, the late Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, may his name be blessed, Jacob himself was certain it was God. Jacob called the place Peniel, Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared, 32, 20, 31. Angels appear as people in the Bible many times. We're not going to go into the details, but it's fascinating studied in the Bible. See all the times that angels have appeared uh, to Abraham, to Lot, to Joshua, um, to Manoah's wife, the mother of Shimshon or Samson, to Daniel, to Miriam, uh, to, to two Marys or Miriams and Salome at Yeshua's tomb, to the disciples, angels appeared many times. And it says in Hebrews 13 too, don't neglect to show hospitality to strangers for in doing so, some have entertained angels unaware, without knowing it, right? Never know. Two different words are used in this struggle, in this grappling match. The word avak, let's say that one, avak, it means to, to dislodge from the dust, to dislodge, to expel quickly from the source. And then sarah, let's try that one, sarah, 
to rule, to exert superior power. So verse 26 says, when he saw the angel, that is the, the man or God, saw that he did not, had not overcome him, he struck the socket of his hip, so he dislocated the socket of Jacob's hip when he wrestled with him. The outcome is a stalemate, sort of like, maybe like the split decision outcome at the end of Rocky One. I watched the end of that film just the other night. I never get tired of it. Uh, Rocky One was on, and I just turned it on. Yeah, Rocky One. You can't beat Rocky One. They're all good, but all the Rocky. But uh, it's my hometown, even though I, didn't, I grew up in the suburb. But, but you know, can't beat, the, beat it, but boy. And, uh, but it's kind of like that split decision, maybe. He put Jacob's hip jo- socket out of joint, laming him to discipline him for trying to run away from God and his plan. And today in kosher eating, we don't eat from the hindquarters of the animal because it's where the sciatic nerve is, the part of the animal that corresponds to where Jacob was injured. Think about it, all night, a long nocturnal struggle. All night long, they're wrestling. I don't know if you noticed that. It wasn't just an hour, it wasn't just a few minutes. And Gary was saying so beautifully, taught so beautifully. No instant growth with God. Nothing's instant. Nothing's instant. I don't know about you. I don't, haven't eaten chocolate pudding in a long time, but I never liked instant chocolate pudding. You know, the inst- always liked the one you have to cook. Much better, much better, right? I know all your health people don't even eat that anymore. Galatians 4.19 says, or instant oatmeal, much, I, I'll eat it, but much better if you can take the 15 minutes to cook or whatever to cook the steel oats. Galatians 4.19, my little children with whom I travail in birth until Messiah be formed in you. Takes time. He's formed in us. Galatians 4.19, what a great verse. Jacob, deception, means deception. Israel, nobility. And Jacob leaves this match from a, from a self-confident stride. You know, ah, look what I can do. I can do it. To a slow, humiliating limp in 32-32. A face-to-face encounter at the place, Hamakom Penael. Philippians 3.3 says, For it is we who are the circumcision. You know, sometimes we're told by our fellow Jews who hear it, I hear it, I have it. Every once in a while I hear it say that we're told, Jewish people will say, well, they're not real Jews, Messianic Jews. We're, the, we're real Jews. They're not real Jews. I hate that when I hear that. It's so opposite. Well, I want to say the New Covenant says just the opposite. It says just the very opposite. It says we're the real Jews. So Paul says we're actually, we're the, now we're all, if we're born Jewish, we're all Jewish. You know, we're all the real, real But he's saying we're true to the, to the scriptures. We're being true to the, to, the, to the scriptures, what they say about the Messiah and, and, the, and being spiritually circumcised. He says, we, it is we who are the circumcision, he says, who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Messiah Yeshua and have not depended on the flesh. Philippians 3.3. 3. No confidence. We have no confidence. No, we're not persuaded by. Self-assured, it means. Philippians 3.3. 3. And this is what God is doing in his life, in Jacob's life. Then he said, let me go, verse 27, for the dawn is broken. But he said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. Berechtani, berechtani, berechtani. Unless you bless me. And verse 30, what happened? He blessed him there. 
He blessed him there. The man, the angel, God blessed him. Jacob wouldn't give up, wouldn't give in without God's blessing. Hold on to God for his blessing. Hold on to God for his blessing. I repeat, Barach, blessing, power growth. It propelling, God's enabling, his supernatural enabling that enables us to go forward. You know, that comes from the, the word berach, knee, because it propels you forward. The joint that propels you to go forward. And he, he says, what is your name? And he says, Yaakov, verse 28 and 30. Yaakov, Jacob asked, what is, and Jacob asked and said, please tell me your, na- your name. But he said, what's this? You're asking my name. He says, I'm not ta- he says, he says, I'm asking your name. You tell me your name. He says, I want you to realize your, what, you're, what you're all about, Jacob, that you are trusting in yourself, that you are a deceiver, that you are a liar. When I come face to face with God, he'll force me to face myself. Have a revelation of my deceitful heart. Yeah, I don't like that verse either. The heart is deceitful above all th- things and desperately wicked in Jeremiah 17, 9. My condition of sin. Oily, uh, Isaiah cried out when he, had, when he saw God face to face. He said, oh, woe is me. Oily, it's in Hebrew, Isaiah 6, 4. Miserable man that I am, wretched man or miserable man that I am, Paul cries out in Romans 7, 24. No more excuses. God will not allow me to blame somebody else. It's not their fault or someone else. The problem is not, it's not them, it's me. Stop blaming someone else. This is the passageway into the revelation of God's grace and power. And Isaiah's lips were touched. He says, my iniquity was taken away. Your sin is atoned for. And now he said, send me. Hineni, here am I. I can, now I can hear clearly and send me. There's no condemnation for those who in Messiah, Paul comes out with in Romans 8.1, out of Romans 7 into Romans 8.1. It's a whole other, it's a great, great understanding. But he says, your name will no longer be Jacob, in verse 30, 29, but Israel. So his name is really not changed as much as he's given an additional name, is what is basically thought. Your name is no longer, not just Jacob, but rather Israel. Your name was Jacob, no longer will your name be Jacob, but your name will be Israel, and he named him Israel, 3510, it says again, from Jacob to Israel. Given new name, but still retained the previous one, Israel and Jacob both. And we see that because he's still called Jacob later on. God's still using both names. The additional name mean Israel, of Israel means, uh, and Israel, as, as uh, Gary said, means struggle. And you can struggle with me, but you'll win and win. Jacob is from, I said before, Akev, to undermine, to act deviously. He's crooked and uneven. The heel of the foot. Jacob took advantage of Esau in his weak moment and secured his birthright. Here Jacob was weak and giving in to his mother's plan of deception and secured his father's blessing of the firstborn. He lied, he outright lied, and he could have changed his mind and not gone through with it. He even used God's name in vain in 27. And God wants to rename him Israel from the meaning rule to exert power. God ruling. I think it means really more God ruling my life rather than my own devices. Rabbi Sachs says, Jonathan Sachs again says, that after his wrestling match with the stranger, Jacob undergoes a change of personality, a transformation. 
he gives back to Esau the blessing he took from him. I never heard of this until I read this from him. In 33.11, the previous day he had given him back the material blessings by sending him hundreds of goats, ewes, rams, camels, cows, bulls, and donkeys. When he then asks him to receive, which he then asks him to receive. Now he gives back to him the spiritual, the other blessing that said, be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. 27, 29. Jacob bows down seven times to Esau. He calls Esau my Lord. 33, 8. And refers to himself as your servant. He says, please take my, my blessing. Please take my brachati. Brachati. My blessing that has been brought to you. 33, 11. The result is the two brothers meet and part in peace. So Jacob says, I've seen your face and it's like to, to his brother, and it's like seeing the face of God, Pnei Elohim. Imagine, God so worked in his heart that he was no longer fearful or bitter towards Esau, but he had only love. It's incredible. Esau says, I have a lot, in verse 9, 33, 9. Yesh li I have a lot. Jacob says, Yeshli Kol, I have everything. So a question I ask, is God a part of my life or is he my life? Is he my life? For me to live as Messiah. In Philippians 1.21 or Colossians 3.11. Rav or Kol. Rav or call. In Hebrew, there exists no word to have because I really don't possess anything. You can't say, uh, the phrase, you, you can't say uh, I have in Hebrew the way, that way. The phrase is, there is to me, yesh li. There's, there is much to me versus there's everything to me. We're overseers, not owners. And the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. Whom have I in heaven but you? On earth there's nothing I desire beside you. Paul says, for all things are yours. All things are yours. Uh, all are yours. Your Messiah is Messiah's God. It's kol orav. So I'll finish with this. What is my grappling match with God? Where was or when will be my alone moment and my encounter with the Lord? And what will it take to dislodge me from my self-reliance? and leave me dependent on the divine, on the Lord? Will I be de tenacious and determined to hold on to God and refuse to let him go unless he blesses me, supernaturally empowers and enables me to go forward? Don't let him go. Don't let him go. Second Corinthians 3 says, 4 and 5, Verses four and five says, such is the confidence we have through Messiah toward God. Not that we're competent in ourselves to consider anything of ourselves for our confidence, our sufficiency, our competency is from God. So Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for what you put Jacob through. We thank you for all that we've heard today, Lord. And about this wrestling match, this grappling match, Lord God. And we're gonna hold on to you Lord, we're gonna hold on to you for your blessing. We're not gonna let you go. We're going to 
go through the struggles and not quit. And we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us, Lord. You are our life, and we thank you, Lord, that there's nothing else we want but you. We praise you and we thank you for this, for naming us, giving us, like Jacob, a name, Israel, Lord, Israel, even though we still are, we still have a Jacob nature as well. We thank you and praise you. Thank you. If you've never personally received Yeshua, you came today, this is really maybe different for you. Maybe you say, I'm not used to even being in a religious service. I don't know. The most important thing is that you have a relationship with God, that you, have, you come to know him, and that you have a, a peace in your heart to know that you have forgiveness of your sins and a new start, a new life. And it's a real simple thing. It's, we've all done it. At some point in our lives, we've come to that place where we have said to the one we're wrestling with, maybe you've been wrestling, we've said, yes, Lord, I want to know you. I, wanna, I want to give in to you. I want to have eternal life. I want to be saved. Trust, just open your heart, pray to the Lord. Say, Lord, save me. Just, just do that. Say, Lord, save me. Right now, right where you're sitting, right where you're listening, say, Lord, I'm humbling myself, Lord. I, I can't do it myself. I can't do this all myself. But you can, you will help me. You will help me. You love me. You will help me. And you will bless me. And God wants to bless, he wants to bless you so much beyond what you can imagine. He wants to do, he wants to do something do beyond what you can imagine. I just, you can't, eye has not seen, ear there is, ear heard the thing God has prepared for, for you. So if you're trusting Yeshua, you just say, Lord, Yeshua, Jesus, come into my life. Thank you for paying for my for paying the, for my sins, for atoning for me. Come into my life. Give me that new start today. If you're praying that prayer, then just, be, come, just come and share with someone that you made that decision today. Talk to someone afterwards. Uh, they'll be, we're gonna close the service now. There'll be uh, someone up here that can join you in prayer and seal that decision and help you in that new start. These are wonderful people that love, that love God and love, will love to pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. Have a wonderful Shabbat.